Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my fiance Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is June 13th, 1998. It is. It is that. It's exciting time. It's celebration time. Come on. What are we celebrating? Well, I mean, we're celebrating. Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. Um, We're celebrating the world of sports. We're celebrating our our Red Wings. We're celebrating Martina Hingis because she's cute. I don't know. Uh, Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. Who the hell is Martina Hingis? She's a tennis player. Fuck her. Okay. Not like. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were giving, okay. I thought you were giving me permission. Sorry. Oh, you're a dirty, awful man. <laughs> Tennis player. <laughs> like that little fucking skirt. <laughs> little tennis skirt. I do. What up? <laughs> you know, I dated a tennis player. I don't think. I don't know if you know. No, that I didn't know that. You know the other Carol I dated. She played. Sup, Carol? <laughs> She's a hundred percent listening. I'm sure. <laughs> I would be. Would you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't if you, you? If you weren't recording it, you'd be listening. Wouldn't you be listening if your ex made tapes and and put them out there for people? Wouldn't you listen to them on the interwebs? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I guess. So I would assume she is also listening. Maybe. I assume all my exes are listening. What's up? (laughs) I'm sure they're all listening. Here you go. So he pulled up a picture on the computer of this tennis player. And you know what? She's not even cute. Oh, she is. You're full of it. She's all sweaty and angry. (laughs) That is not what a, a, a sexy lady is supposed to look like. I guess it's just the skirt then. I guess so. Maybe you should get a tennis skirt. Maybe you should get me a tennis skirt. Okay. You get it. <laughs> you know what you need to get me? What? Sinatra recordings. Okay. Sinatra recordings from the 50s and 60s. Crowd store shelves. The many reissues can confuse fans. Uh, have you ever, uh, you ever, do you know any of Sinatra's albums from the 50s or 60s? They've, they've remastered and reissued a bunch of them now on uh, compact disc. I don't know. You play them sometimes. I hear stuff. I don't know which decade it's from. In the wee small hours, only the lonely. Yeah, I like those songs. Francis Albert Sinatra. What about Ring-A-Ding-Ding? That's a good one. I, I don't like that one. That's 1960. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, there's a resurgence of Rat Pack fever. Uh, they they made a uh, got you an HBO movie, and I don't know. There's just a in the air. You know, there's a Can field in the air tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's a Phil Collins type of day. No, it's but you you know what I'm talking about. Like there's with the swing music and. And stuff like that. There's people are more interested in that type of music now. But it's never gotten you, has it? 
I mean, it's I like it fine. I'm not. I don't listen to it all the time, but I like it. Do you? Yeah, mm. I do. It doesn't seem like you do sometimes. Okay. Because I like it more, I guess. I am not as enthusiastic about many things as you are, but that doesn't mean I don't like them. You're That's just true. a more enthusiastic person. Yeah, I have more enthusiasm when it comes to tennis skirts and stuff like that. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Do you have any enthusiasm when it comes to the Spice Girls, Carol? No. <laughs> Remember how we talked about Ginger Spice? Vaguely. She's gone! Bye-bye. They were right. Yeah. Since Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice, called it quits with the Spice Girls, rumors have been rampant. Uh, here's one rumor. Scary Spice bullied Ginger into quitting. Three Spices... Well, she is scary. <laughs> the fuck, Scary Spice? <laughs> it's the, the black one. Okay, but I'm saying... That's not a joke either. It is the black one. I'm saying, like, what, what spice is she? I don't like it. Like, Ginger Spice, that makes sense. That's a spice. Scary Spice? Come on. Well, there's... Po- you don't know anything about the Spice Girls, I know nothing. You? There's Posh Spice, too. That's not a spice, either. She's Posh. But she's not a spice. She is. Is Ginger a ginger? Yes, she is. <laughs> she's, so scary must be scary. She's the, the prettiest one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's also baby spice and sporty, no. and sporty spice. Yeah, no. Baby spice is the blonde with the ponytails. Fuck no. Uh, anyways, uh, three spices were holed up in Elton John's French Riviera mansion. Ginger is talking with the BBC about a TV role. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter to readers of the for press. It, you took on the job of naming replacements for Hollowell with just the right amount of humor. Why else would one reader suggest Jerry Springer? Give me the man a wig. Give the man a wig, wig, and it's all good. Said the email. More recommendations. I would like to see Sarah Ferguson faxed. Bridget Beattie. Uh, oh, so this person faxed. So, you know Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess uh, of York or whatever? Sure. I keep up on all the Dukes and Duchesses. She has red hair and probably can't sing any worse than Ginger. Ooh. Ouch. That's not very nice. I think the new member of the Spice Girls should be Cher, says Jeff from Ann Arbor. What the fuck? She needs a career boost, and her name can be Old Spice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that's that's mean. There is only one person who could replace Ginger Spice, wrote a man named Paul, a person with the flair, exuberance, classy style, and great body has to be the one and only Tina Turner. I don't know. Uh, vanilla Ice, said somebody. Ice Spice? Vanilla Spice? Sure. Uh, Dave Barber, disc jockey at Flint's WFDFAM. Suggests Nancy Sinatra. Huh. Some of these are not very funny. <laughs> but uh, we've got uh, uh, Fergie would be Diet Spice. Cher would be Tattoo Spice. And jo- Joanne, Joan, Joan Collins. Oh, God. <laughs> Dynasty Spice. Well, like, why do we need to replace her? There's so many of them already. Just let one go. Why don't we just let them die? <laughs> That would work too, like the uh, like the Klingons uh, <laughs> in what Voyage Home? Let them die. Um. Anyway, so 
other stories, Carol. I got a lot. Oh my goodness. Wife prefers this is uh this is our good old friend Ann Landers. Another old spice. Wife <laughs> prefers the old days before the miracle of Viagra. Okay. You're familiar with Viagra, right? Yeah. I tried to t- take a Viagra once, folks, for hmm. uh for a passionate night with Carol, even though I don't need it, just like as an extra boost. But it got stuck in my throat and then I got a stiff neck. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know you never need Viagra when you're with me. Come on. Right. If I could get my hands on the guy who invented Viagra, I'd wring his neck. Ooh. I am 62 years old and the mother of six grown children. And I was thrilled when my 64-year-old husband began to slow down about two years ago. I never was crazy about sex. But I listened to my mother. She said a woman should never refuse her husband because if he isn't taken care of at home, he will look elsewhere. That's good advice. It was bad enough last December when our children gave us a trip to Hawaii for our 40th wedding anniversary. Wow. That's pretty damn nice. The romantic setting really gave my husband a boost. Thank heavens after that, his sex drive almost disappeared completely. So now what happens? A pill called Viagra is invented, <laughs> and the old goat is back in the saddle again. I do love my husband, Dan, but I believe I have earned a rest. Oh, my God. Besides, these pills cost $10 a piece. Last week, he took four. $40 in a week for sex. Four times a week at 60-something. That's That's impressive. If you have any views on this subject, I would like to hear them, and I'll bet thousands of other women's would, too. Thank you, Anne. Nameless in Ohio. Of course she's in Ohio. So before you see or before you hear what Ann Landers has to say about it, what do you think? I mean, um, it sounds like they have some problems. Well, I mean, they've been married 40 years, so I, I, don't, I mean, like, they're obviously doing something right. But I, I don't disagree with the premise that, you know, you should take care of your man because I don't think I don't think that it gives them like a free pass necessarily, but it's no. not a great thing to have your guy be sexually unsatisfied. Sure. Agreed. So, I mean, I feel a little sorry for this lady who is tired and wants a break. I mean, like, maybe they should compromise and just do, like, once a week or something. I'll say this, though, too. It's also not cool if your woman is sexually unsatisfied. And it sounds like he's not doing the job. Oh. Because she's not enjoying sex? She said she never really did. But some people just don't. I guess that's true. Some people just don't. But I'm, I'm thinking that this guy needs to take some lessons. Or <laughs> they need to have some. They need to have some conversations. They need to go to sex counseling because maybe this guy needs to give an oral report. <laughs> maybe he, I mean I have a feeling that this guy is just with the Viagra mm-hmm. is just drilling down that's awful and i mean in her 60s she's probably a little frail and stuff like that's what i think is happening i think it's very much like might as well just be a rock you know what i mean like just a hole in a rock uh that's kind of what i that's this i and not to disparage you nameless in ohio but that's the idea that i get so i think maybe she needs some romance 
Yeah. She needs some foreplay. She needs some... Some of the old, yeah, probably. Some of the older guys, they don't, you know, they don't really understand about the whole romantic arts, and I think that would go a long way to maybe making it a little more pleasurable for her. That would be my advice, right? And also talk about it, you know, ha- like you said, have some kind of compromise or something like that. I agree with that. Let's see what Ann Lander says. I'm very curious. I have received a ton of mail about Viagra. Most of the readers are calling it a godsend, while about one-fourth of those writing say they wish their husbands had never heard of the drug. (laughs) And now a word of warning. According to reports in the Chicago Tribune, at higher doses, Viagra can cause severe headaches. Okay. Also, men who are on medication for heart trouble or hypertension should know that Viagra could cause blackouts or fainting. Oh, my. Due to a drop in blood pressure. Yeah, I heard it started as a blood pressure pill. Huh. At least 16 men using Viagra have died. Oh, my God. Oh, maybe she should try to kill her husband. Sex is not worth it, guys. Dr. Dr. (laughs) Michael Marmore, a professor of ophthalmology at Stanford University, said the FDA clinical trials of the drug showed that at higher doses, Viagra can cause retinal dysfunction. Oh, wow. And adversely affect vision for hours. It is obvious that this miracle drug may have some drawbacks, so my friends beware, and that's all she says. So, that's not no advice to the writer. Exactly. What the fuck, Ann Landers? How does she have an advice call? She sucks. She's derelict in her duty, in my opinion. Yeah. We gave you better advice, Nameless in Ohio. Take our advice. Wow. Wow, Ann Landers. But, you know, it's all talking about, like, at higher doses, at higher doses. Well, like, are, are you giving out higher doses or? I don't know. What? Because if, if it's not a higher dose, then why are we worrying about it? I think just, I think like most medication, you just buy a bottle of pills. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could take more than one at once. Mm. I, I don't know why you would, but yeah, maybe I guess if you're extra floppy, <laughs> you need to take extra. I don't know. Maybe. But, Carol, mm-hmm. the American Film Institute, you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It expects to raise um, awareness, money, and controversy as it's on Tuesday is going to unveil its top 100 movies of all time. A definitive list of mm-hmm. 100 movies. Now, we haven't seen the list yet because they haven't uh, released it yet, but I'm curious. Yeah, that sounds interesting. What would you put in like a top 10? Movies of all time. Hmm. Okay. Um, Legends of the Fall. Okay. And a top ten of all time. Interesting. The Shining. Good movie. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, you can just give me like two or three or whatever. Well, I just gave you two. Oh, yeah, I know. I was letting you off the hook. Thanks. Unless you wanted to do another one. Nah. I'm good. How about you? I think Citizen Kane's got to be there. I haven't seen it. So. Oh, it's a great movie. We should watch that. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, interestingly, I would put um, I would put uh, The Shawshank Redemption on there. Okay, yeah, that's a really good one. I agree. I think that's a fantastic film. Um, I might put The Graduate in there. Never seen it. Maybe Star Wars. Yeah, okay, I can see that. So, we'll have to see uh, when that comes out. It's a top 200? 100. 100, okay. 
Uh, but. Ooh, wait. What? We should challenge ourselves to watch every movie on there that we haven't already seen. Oh, my goodness. We could do that. Yeah. You guys want another tape? <laughs> Maybe we could do that as a, you know, we have our friend that created that website, Patreon. Yeah. And we have we have people on there, Patreon subscribers, patrons of our art. Uh, maybe we'll do that as a special extra thing. That would be fun. We could do like once a week or something like that, uh, a movie. Once a week, another movie? Once a month. Yeah, once, once a year we could do. <laughs> no, like yeah, like once a month or every other week or something like that, we could do one of the movies when it, when the list comes out. One of the movies from the American Film Institute top one hundred that w- at least one of us hasn't seen, and we'll review it. Or perhaps that both of us haven't seen. Yeah, I, last night at least one of us hasn't seen. Uh, but true story. Yes, we saw. We couldn't hardly wait to see. Can't hardly it was wait. So good. Uh, but we originally were going to see the Harrison Ford uh, Anne Heche film, Six Days, Seven Nights, but it was so fucking awful that this is what happened, everybody. We went to the film, went to the theater to see this movie. We got about 20 or 25 minutes into the film, right, Carol? Something like that? Yeah, something. And all of a sudden, it's like, I've never seen this before happen at a movie theater, but it's like you've seen the movies sometimes. All of a sudden, everything gets like grainy, and then the film like looks like it splits. It's a big burn, white, and everything, and then everything's black. And we waited like ten minutes, and then they came in and they were like, "Hey, can't play the movie. Sorry, it's broken. We're gonna give y'all uh, refunds." Or well, they gave us passes to see something else, uh, and. We talked about it, and we were like, we don't want to fucking finish this movie, because it's awful. It was bad. Uh, So we decided to go see Can't Hardly Wait instead. And so now we're going to talk to you about Can't Hardly Wait. I bet you this is a better discussion than we would have had about the other movie. Yeah, about Anne Heche being on a plane and being like, (laughs) I hate flying, and Harrison Ford giving her a Xanax and her being like, (laughs) oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah, that was dumb. Anyway, so, speaking of attractive women, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. I know what you did last summer's own. Yeah, she's cute. And now she's in Can't Hardly Wait. You know, you know, what, the, <laughs> you know what the revelation to me was hmm. about this film, though? Uh, Seth Green. Yes. They need to give him more to do on Buffy. Right? Because <laughs> he was really funny in this. Yeah. Like, he was very good. Like, physical comedy, he was on points. He had, like, he was very good at doing that. I mean, we've all seen people that... What is the, what do you, what would you call what he was hit? <laughs> well, there's a word for it that starts with a W. Yeah, we're not going to say that word. Uh, I don't like that word. But that's, uh, that's... What they call them a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I guess, I don't know, urban or whatever. <laughs> right, okay. But uh, he's got the goggles. He's got the giant pants. I mean, I have a pair of, of jeans that are too big for me. But, uh, you know, everyone's got the wide bottom yeah, pants and everything. Sure. Uh, the Every ch- boy does. Anyway. The chain and everything. He's like, uh, yo, what's up, baby? You know, all that <laughs> stuff. Like, 
putting on the voice and everything. Hilarious. But he's very good at it. Fully committed to that persona. And then he easily morphs into his actual persona, too. Mm-hmm. I do like at one point that uh, one of his friends, because there's three of them that all act like this, that one of his friends comes up to two black guys and it's like, what's up? And then he yeah, uses... Yeah, idiot. Then he uses the N-word. And gets chased. And they get chased. <laughs> I don't know why he would think that's a good idea. Do, do, does he think that if he acts black long enough that it's just okay? I guess, I guess so. It's not. I guess some people think that you can get, uh, I don't know, you can get a special permission, special pass to, to use that word, I guess. That's if you, so stupid. I don't know how, but... <laughs> But anyway, can't hardly wait. Carol, what did you think? I loved this movie. It was a really great, like, hangout mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, I mean, it's just, it's literally just one day. Yep. Um, it's graduation day and the giant party after graduation. And I don't did know. Did you go I, to any giant parties after graduation? No. I mean, like, not the night of graduation. Like, you know, my friends had parties. Right. Graduation parties, sure, yeah. That their parents threw. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we didn't. But like I didn't a go big, to, like, I have, invite the whole school, blow out. I've never been to a party that size. The closest I ever went to was a house party, and it was pretty full. It was probably college kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I threw up in the bushes. Nice. And I was asked to not return. <laughs> it made me very sad. Aw. Don't come back. Well, like, okay, somebody... You know how expensive uh, those bushes were. Somebody offered to make me a drink, and I let them, and they filled most of a glass with vodka. Oh. And I drank it. And then I went out on the porch, and I was talking to somebody, and then all of a sudden the porch started to move. <laughs> and uh, the bushes got some fertilizer. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I've been to at least a couple parties about this size, like whole school parties. Although it is funny, because a lot of times... I do. It's it's interesting because they they don't have a small school. Melissa and Joan Hart uh, <laughs> says she that, was so funny. She was hilarious in this movie, but she says that their graduating class is like five hundred kids. Wait, was that just the, that was their graduating class? I thought that must have been the whole school. Mm, I mean, that's oh, huge. Maybe it was the whole school. Because I mean, like my graduating class was like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, and that was a. Decent size group. Yeah. Yeah, my graduating class was uh, like 79 kids. Yeah. So we were a small school. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was the grade. I think that was everybody in the whole school. Okay, so then that's more medium sized, I'd guess. I guess. If yeah. you're talking about like around 125 kids per grade. Yeah. So that's more medium sized well, than I guess. They certainly all seemed to know each other. But I think it's funny that... No one's excluded. No yeah. group. No like th- this. This party is a microcosm of all kinds of people. There's preppies. There's jocks. There's nerds. There's uh, stoners. There's <laughs> every kind of group yeah. at this party, and I think it's it's kind of beautiful that uh, the the host who goes insane because <laughs> cannot blame her. Everyone fucks up her house, so you never want to be the person throwing no. the party. But she just welcomes everyone in with with open arms. You know, when I used to throw parties in my parents' house when they weren't there, Mm -hmm. 
I would go insane trying to like my, micromanage. I made sure no shit happened in my house. Yeah. And like my stepbrother taught me this. Hey, kids out there who are listening, the best, best piece of advice. Make sure you get all the beer caps. Oh, Count yeah. the beer caps. <laughs> like, because he got caught with that before. One fucking beer cap left oh behind. Oh, my God. Just one. Yep. It's all, all it takes. takes. <laughs> I, knew, uh, I knew a guy that uh, my friend John and I knew this guy that used to steal things from house parties. Oh, no. But what he would steal is photos, like family photos. <gasps> That's awful. One time he showed me and John his collection, and it was just hundreds of other people's family photos. Hundreds? Yeah. And he's and we're like, why do you do this? And he looked at us and said, it's the only thing that you can't replace. Wow. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, so the premise of this film is that, uh, what's his name? Ethan Embry has a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, who wouldn't? Sure. He represents all males of America. (laughs) And that's basically it. And he wants to tell her, hey, I I like you. She broke up or her boyfriend broke up with her. I mean, he's been, like, in love with her since fucking first day of freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a little more than just, like, oh, he has a crush on her. Like, he's, like, obsessed with her. Yeah. That's the thing, too. It's like, I don't know that this is the greatest love story in the world, but I guess it works out. So, whatever. Yeah, it does, but. The problem is, the problem with this from a love story perspective is that we never really see them together. Yeah. They have one scene at the end, but it's not like Pretty in Pink or 16 Candles or something like that. Pretty in Pink's a better example with Ducky, where the unrequited love interest, they're like very good friends. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of scenes of them talking to each other and she just happens to like another guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like that. They literally don't share much screen time together at all. Yeah. Except for once when she tells him off, and then at the end. She doesn't even know who he is. Yeah. Actually, maybe it is a class of 500, because, like, how do you not know who... They sat next to each other one time. Yeah. In a, well, not just one time, like, through a whole class, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. In one class, so maybe, at least. Maybe, she, uh, maybe she's just a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So... It's interesting. Uh, like I said, in that, like in the love story way, this movie te- like lends heavily on or leans heavily on fate. Yeah, that things are fated. The song Mandy's playing. Her mm-hmm. name's Amanda. Uh, the the his letter happens to magically find its way to her after he throws it away. Mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff happens that's. That's all fate. Yeah, he believes there's one person for everyone, and this movie is supposed to be like backing up that belief. Right, the most ridiculous belief. It's very stupid. Yes. How do you know (laughs) your one person doesn't live with the you know whatever tribe in fucking Sri Lanka or fate someplace in in South America? You know what I mean. Fate wouldn't let that happen. (laughs) I guess. 
Wow, it's so lucky that most most everybody's one person happens to be the same race as them. And they happen to live within 20 miles of where they were born. Exactly. Like, what wow, What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not just proximity. Uh, anyway, so there is a, uh, there is a couple articles about this, uh, if you want to dig into it. We don't usually do this, but I thought Terry Lawson had some interesting things to say. He only gives this two stars out of, I think, five stars. No, out of four stars. Okay. Wow, so, that's not... Wow. Com- common wisdom is that Hollywood no longer makes films for grown-ups. <laughs> but the truth is, they don't make them... They don't make them for teenagers either. At least they're not making them for teens who long for a movie that speaks to their lives the way that Fast Times at Ridgemont High and The Breakfast Club did in the 80s. Eh. Yeah. The closest this graduating class has is Dazed and Confused, yeah, which is set in the 70s, but it d- definitely does speak to the 90s. So Cut can't hardly wait a little slack. <laughs> it's not about a maniacal slasher or a sociopathic sex siren seducing her teacher. <laughs> it's about some quasi-recognizable specimen celebrating high school graduation at the sort of party that anyone who has matriculated since, say, 1948 is likely to recognize. This is a night in which everyone is looking to cement a legend, salvage a reputation, or make up for lost time. Or at least they're looking to get drunk, make time, or make take revenge for four years of torture and humiliation. Right. Or, you know, be the pathetic one who comes back after they graduated, like that last mm. dude at the end. Oh, my God. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Like, get a life, man. My secret identity's own Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> I don't know that Fat one. Fat kid from Stand By Me's own Jerry O'Connell. Sure. Um, Kush from Jerry Maguire's Jerry O'Connell. Sure. Uh, now, this is by somebody else, but this is uh, this is our, an article directly about... Are you okay over there? Uh-huh. This is an article directly about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, life is a scream for Jennifer Love Hewitt. Get it? Because she wasn't in that. Okay. I, I don't. I don't exactly get that. Yeah. Even niceness has its problems. Just ask Jennifer Love Hewitt. A scene in Can't Hardly Wait, her new movie opening today, called for her to scream at another actor. Oh. Yeah. An extra didn't realize I was acting and came up and said, "I thought you were that nice girl from Party of Five. Uh-huh. I can't believe you would treat your fellow actress the way you just did." She recalls. Wow. What the fuck? The extra's just not paying attention. My jaw just dropped. I wanted to say, I'm so sorry. I'm not mean in real life. <laughs> That's life when you're a 19-year-old star, courtesy of her popular television series. And last year's feature film, I Know What You Did, last summer we covered it. Yeah. She was a teen idol before she was out of high school, which involved problems of its own. Uh, yeah, and then it uh, just kind of goes on to what a great life Jennifer Love You has. Okay. But I don't know. Like, what do you think? Is she the next big thing? Does this is this cementing her status as the next Meryl Streep? No, I mean, she's her acting was fine, but I don't think her that, acting was fine. Shut up. She's fine. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't think that her acting ability is like super, you know, amazing. Or at least it wasn't given. She wasn't given a lot to do in this movie. Truly. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't paying attention to her acting ability. Don't you think? I mean, she's pretty, but... Yeah. It, I, 
I don't think she's that pretty. Ooh, wow. I mean, she's got a very pretty face. Kitten's got claws. No, no, no. Come on now. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's just she's not smoking. She's she's just she's pretty. Turned into Jim Carrey for a second. <laughs> she's not smoking. Right. <laughs> what do you think? I think she's hot as hell. Okay, but what do you think about her acting? That's fine. Exactly. That's why I'm not saying Meryl Streep. No, I don't think I don't think she's going to be Sally Field either. Yeah. But she might be. Uh, I don't know, Meg Ryan or. Uh, I think Meg Ryan's a better actress. To be Meg Ryan is a better actress, but she's. She, I'm just saying, like, she has more of the. I'm going to be in romantic comedies or yeah yeah non-serious stuff yeah she's not going to be deciding which one of her kids gets killed by the nazis correct she i don't think she can handle that no offense <laughs> jennifer love you and if you're ever in town you know hit us up uh anyway <laughs> maybe she could though like i said they, I, the movie didn't give her a ton no it didn't you're right i mean not like uh seth green her character is very underwritten yeah and not, yeah, it's not very well shaped. Like, no. you don't feel like you know her. I wasn't really rooting for her. I didn't really care. You don't know anything about her. Yeah. Other than the fact that she's dated this one guy for four years, and she's kind of, she's at the end of high school, and she's kind of like, I don't know what it was all about. Like, you know what I mean? She seems very lost. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what she's going to do. Her In the little, like, this movie at times wants to be Animal House, I think. Uh, there are, they give little bios of everybody, like yearbook bios at the beginning. Her plans are undecided. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, her character is completely undecided throughout the whole movie. She reads this guy's letter and all of a sudden she's like, that's who I want. Well, I mean, she said she didn't know who she was without being the one guy's, yeah, Mike's girlfriend. And he's telling her all the things that he thinks she is. And I think she's like empty and just looking to be filled up and she's like oh he'll fill me up <laughs> he will fill you up right um but no seriously like she, it looks like she's looking for validation from a guy yeah i'd be interested to see what her home life's like right? is her dad not present or you know very very kind to her none of these people's parents were in this movie no and the only parents really mentioned was the parents of the person who was throwing the party. Yeah. And just offhandedly. Well, and, you know, they were there in the picture that got mutilated. Oh, yeah, the one that likes penis or whatever. That would be says. awful. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so that would be one criticism I have of the film. If we're really digging da- deep down into what the movie is, my my criticism would be about the love story because it seems very not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And about her character in particular, because I don't know what her character is or what she wants. And it doesn't seem like she really grows or changes in this movie. No. No, she's just looking, like I said, to find somebody else. At one point she says, like, maybe I should be single for a while. And it's like, correct, you should, probably. Um, Mike, her ex-boyfriend, was more fleshed out than she was. 100%. You know, the uh, nerdy dude. Was yes. Seth Green's character? Yep. I mean, like, yeah, she was. She could have been anyone. Yeah, she's really more of an idea in this mm-hmm. movie than she is a character. Yeah, like the main the main characters are Ethan Embry, what he's going through, uh, and and even more than him, 
is uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, the the redheaded one mm-hmm. and Seth Green, them and the dork and Mike. Yeah, those are the those, those are the main those two storylines are the main storylines. Two more unconventional romances, really. right? <laughs> I mean, between Mike and the nerdy guy, not an actual romance, but like a a friendship kind of like a relationship non-sexually, you know, coming to, together. Weird, weirdly low. I mean, like, it only lasts one day, one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he gets rejected. Things go back to normal and everything. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of glorifies being drunk. Like, like that drinking is really a way to be popular. And, right. Like, to have your true feelings come out and all that stuff. I think, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like, all those kids thought the, the dork was so popular, and then immediately the cool guys are like, no, you're not. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And, and although they didn't, I don't know that they witnessed all the stuff that was going on with them. Yeah. They were too busy making out with their girlfriends. True. I would have liked to have seen what the girls that he was making out with at the party thought afterwards. Yeah. Did they still think he was cool? Like, did they, their did their, uh, did their um, perceptions of him change? But I've, it's not really about that. No. I thought that was so funny though when he was going in the closet with two girls and the one girl just shoves the shoves one out of the way and mm-hmm. goes in there instead. Yeah, and he doesn't even notice. Like, yeah, I, and the, that that's the thing is this this movie's more about like you said hanging out mm-hmm. and kind of like wish fulfillment almost. Yeah, for certain groups, you sure. know, like uh, like that's what happens with the dorky kid. That's every dork's dream, for sure. Essentially, yeah. you know. Yeah, all he of a gets sudden being cool. Yeah, he gets to do like the crowd surfing. He gets mm-hmm. the chicks. He hangs out with the most popular guy in school. Yep. The bullies apologize to him. Exactly. Yeah, everything, everything that he could want happens. Right. Except that he ends up hungover and in jail. Yeah. And in jail for what? Underage drinking, I guess. Yeah. But it's like. They're the only two that get thrown in jail, and it's because they're in their underwear, and the cops are just disgusted by homosexuality. Yeah, That's truly. really what it is. Yeah, the cops are, like, clearing out the party. Well, they were the only ones that couldn't get away, too, because they were passed out, because yeah, they got true. ethered or whatever. How do kids just have, like... That was funny. Just cl- just random chloroform, chloroform just yeah. lying around. Yeah, how, how, yeah that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. It would have made more sense if they knocked him in the head. To knock them I out, guess. Honestly. I think. I think at the beginning they were mixing it together. Or whatever. Oh yeah, because they're big dorks. I yeah. guess that makes sense. But it still seems weird. But I don't know. I guess you could probably do it. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to inhale it though. No. Like I would feel that feels dangerous. Let's make some chemicals in our in our basement and use it to fucking knock somebody out, and we'll just assume that we did everything right and everything goes to plan, and we don't actually <laughs> poison and murder someone. It feels, yeah, I mean, it feels very dangerous, not just for mixing it, but, yeah, for the people they give it to. But anyway, um, I liked the movie quite a bit, actually. Like, there are things I could sit here and nitpick about it and say, like, oh, this is dumb or this is dumb, but this doesn't make sense. I really enjoyed watching uh, Seth Green's character get together with the red-headed girl. Mm Mm-hmm. I honestly would almost have liked more, in a way, if it didn't work out. If they were like, if they got together and they were like, you know what? Maybe not now. Maybe now is the wrong time. Yeah. You mean the main characters? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually, like, when they weren't going to be together, I kind of was like, yeah, that makes more sense. It's more real. He's going the way to Boston mm-hmm. and everything to, to talk to Kurt Vonnegut about Slaughterhouse-Five or whatever. And like you said, she needed some time to be alone, and she never got that. Because mm-hmm. they, they stayed, they're like, they're still together. So, like, yeah. she was never alone. She's just... Maybe be alone for the summer. She's mm-hmm. just constantly somebody's girlfriend or yeah. wife or whatever, you know. Yeah, she's not a person of her own, and mm-hmm. that's, yeah, I don't like that. But if you ignore that, because <laughs> it's just a fun hangout movie, then yeah. it's like, yay, they got together. That's what we're supposed to want. That's what I'm finding is I just, I really enjoy hangout movies. Mm-hmm. Just in general. I think that might be one of my favorite genres. But yeah, I I, I liked the movie quite a bit. Yeah. And I recommend it. Definitely. Get some popcorn, sit back and chill and watch it. But that is the episode, Carol. It is. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yeah. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.